I can't say that I'm embarrassed because I know that I'm doing the right thing. <clears throat> now, Mr. Depp, um, I'd like to turn a bit to your upbringing. Um, we heard a bit from your sister, Christy, last week. But can you please tell the jury in your own words about your, your childhood upbringing? Um, I had a very interesting <laughs> childhood. Um, one that I thought was normal until a certain age. My mother, um, I was born in Kentucky, and um, then we moved, in which we moved around quite a lot um, when I was a kid. So you were always just, my mom had this, uh, her feet were on fire and she had to move, you know, so we moved constantly. So you were always the new kid. And that wasn't ever particularly pleasant. Then we moved to Florida, South Florida, when I was about seven or eight. Um, and again, moved several, several times. But um, my mother was quite unpredictable. She was very unpredictable. Um, she was a... She had the ability to be as as cruel as anyone can be um, with all of us. Uh, that is to say, my sister Christy and my my brother Danny and my sister Debbie, and also my father. <clears throat> so. Um, essentially. Um, she was, uh, she could become quite violent, and she was quite violent, and she was quite cruel, and she, and though there was physical abuse, certainly, um, which could uh, be in the form of uh, an ashtray being flung at you, you know, it, hit you in the head or you'd get beat with a high heel shoe or a telephone or whatever's handy. Um, so in our house, there was no, we were never exposed to any type of safety um, or security. The, the, um, the only thing that one could do, really, um, was to try to stay out of the line of fire. You, um, I started to um, be able to observe and I could see, I could start to see when she was about to head, head into a uh, would head into a, a situation where she was going to get riled up and somebody was going to get it. Um, generally, uh, it was me. Mr. Depp, you mentioned that your mother could be cruel. How could she be cruel? Um, the, well, the various categories, I suppose, are 
There are, there's, there's physical violence, of course, there's physical abuse, um, to which she was, um, that was a constant. That was just a constant, you know. We were all somewhat shell-shocked, you know, even if she just walked past us, you, you'd, you'd sort of shield yourself because you didn't know what was going to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um... So there was there was the physical abuse, which was was uh, a constant. Um, there was uh, quite a lot of verbal abuse. There was quite a lot of name calling and um, bullying. You know, m making fun of making fun of whatever defect you know w w one might have. You know, if my brother wore glasses, so of course he was four eyes or, and he had his teeth were messed up in the front so he was buck as well um, um my sister christy which this is such a a hideous psychological play uh, my 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 father's uh, parents were quite refined my mother comes from eastern kentucky which is is uh, where you grow up in shacks and hol and hollers, you, you know. And uh, my 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 mother despised uh, my father's parents. And my grandmother's name was Violet. And every now and again, you would hear my mother just scream across the house. Come here, Violet. Get in here, Violet. And Christy, my sister, knew very well that that was a, a deep, a deep cut psychologically, emotionally. But we had to take it. I mean, you, you just had to take the pain. Um, I I was born with a very strange. It was a very rare. Uh, thing in my eye as the 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 back of the lens is spherical uh, normally um, is spherical so in this eye it isn't normal this eye I was born um, with a more conical uh, lens so uh, my brain never learned to see out of my left eye and they noticed when I was about uh, three, four, five, three, four, that I had a, a lazy eye, a wandering eye, and um, um, she would call me. She would call me cockeye, one eye, um, any anything, anything she could get to to uh, uh, demean, humiliate. Um, uh, I even had to wear um, I had to wear an eye patch on my good eye uh, to strengthen my my bad eye, so that it would cease to wander. It was, a mus it was exercising the muscles of the eye, though the brain had never learned to see. So I still uh, my vision in my left eye is uh, I'm legally blind in my left eye, but. Uh, 
So, yeah, the, the, the verbal abuse, the psychological abuse was, uh, was almost worse than the, than the, than the, than the, the beatings. Because the beatings were just physical pain. And the physical pain, you learn to deal with. You learn to accept it. You learn to deal with it. Um, but the, uh, the psychological and emotional abuse, that's what, uh, that's what kind of tore us up, I think. What about your father? What was he like? My father, my father was a very kind man. Uh, in fact, my father's still alive. He's, he's a very kind man. Um, he's, he's a very quiet man. Um, in fact, he's very shy. Um, not a confrontational uh, person in any way. And when Betty Sue, my mother, um, would go off on 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 a tangent uh, toward my my father. Um, and, and, and of course, in front of the kids, it was no matter to her. Uh, he would, he would, um, he, he amazingly remained very, very stoic and uh, never, as she was rationing him with horrible um, things, he stood there and just looked at her while she delivered the pain and he swallowed it he took it um, there was never one moment never a moment when my father um, lost control and attacked my mother or hit my mother or even said even said a bad thing to my mother. What what I, the things that I witnessed were there were a couple of times when it got too far that I I would see his I could see his eyes welling up as he was staring at her, saying nothing. Um and then the most that he would do is he would he would he would punch a, a, a wall. I, w I once saw him punch a wall and um, shatter his hand because it wasn't it wasn't drywall it was um, proper concrete and uh, steel wire and rebar and things of that nature and uh, um, but still never never touched her never um, argued with her he uh, he, he, he remained a gentleman, and to me, as a five-year-old boy, I kept thinking to myself, I kept wondering why, why does he take it? How does he, how does he take this? And, 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 and why doesn't he leave her? Um, but he didn't, you know. Um, he was able to maintain his calm 
and his composure. He was able to maintain uh, his relationship with his children. Um, he was uh, he was he was a good man. He is a good man. You mentioned that you saw your father punch a wall. How many times did you witness that? I mean, out of, out of, I couldn't count the amount of fights that they had, but I, I, I know that I, I've, I've seen my father strike uh, a wall um, two or three times tops. Once <clears throat> when he broke his hand. Um, but yeah, two, 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 three times at tops, you know. Was your father ever abusive to you or any of your siblings? Uh, no, my father was never, my father was not an abusive man. Um, at the same time, my father was also um, to some degree at the mercy of Betty Sue, uh, because if he argued with what she wanted done, that would just turn into uh, a another um, barrage of, of, of hatred uh, towards him. So I can remember my father coming home from work and maybe I'd, I'd, I'd gotten a bad report card or maybe I'd uh, gotten in trouble at school or um, something like that. And my father would arrive home from work and the first thing she would say was, John, take, take him out there. He gets the belt, give him the belt. And he wanted to know what it was about, so he'd take me out to the garage, and uh, I'll never forget the uh, this white, thick leather 1970s era, thick leather white belt that he would um, take off, and and um, and then he would uh, commence to uh, inflict the punishment uh, on on me. Um, but interestingly, there was, there was one time when my father, I, I kept telling him I, I didn't do this. It was another incident. I, I kept swearing to him that I, I did not do what Betty Sue, my, what my mom had said that I'd done, but he went through with the punishment anyway. <clears throat> and then... Uh, not long after, he found out that I had been telling the truth and that I hadn't done what uh, I, what my mom had said that I'd done. Um, and he, he came to me and uh, apologized to me for, um, for having gone through with the whipping, you know, the belt. And um, I have to say, um, my mom never did that. She couldn't. She, she knew what she knew. She was raised how she was raised. And um, 
I had no power to change what was inside of her, you know. How did your parents' relationship ultimately come to an end to your understanding? Um, when my father left, I, I didn't realize that he had left. He left her. I, I was 15. I had, I had already uh, left school and I was a musician. I was playing in clubs and such. And uh, he left for work one morning, just like every day, and was packing his car, and then he left. And then hours later, uh, my mom, Betty Sue, came home from work. It was about 3.30 in the afternoon. And she walked in the door and stopped and, and just looked around like she felt something. And she just, I said, what's wrong? She said, your daddy's gone. I said, well, yeah, I seen him leave for work this morning. She said, no, 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 he's gone, he's gone. And she ran into the, uh, into their bedroom and into their closet. And I followed her and I, she opened the door. And there was one, yeah, his side, his rack of clothing and all his belongings were gone. And she was quite upset and I took her car and drove to my father's work and I sat down in front of him at 15 and I said listen seems as though somebody stole all your clothes out of the closet and um, and he said uh, he said yeah yeah he said I, I'm done I, I can't I can't do it anymore I can't I can't live it anymore you're the man. You're the man now. And uh, those words didn't didn't quite sit well with me. I, I I didn't feel like I was ready to hear those words. But that's what I got. Um, then my mom got very went into a very very dark uh, place, a very deep dark depression, as you can imagine, and. Um, and uh, she, one afternoon I woke up, I'd, I'd fallen asleep, and I woke up and walked out into the living room, and I saw my, my mother, um, like, uh, very feebly, um, and like almost, it was like a, slow motion crawl if I could stand up I could show you just the what I saw do you mind do you, no, want you can stand up thank you um, I saw I saw my my mother you know in that in that mode so instantly I knew that something was dreadfully wrong, and um, there was drool coming out of her mouth. And as I was about to run and call, the front door busted open, and uh, my uncle and uh, two paramedics came in and um, threw on the gurney and whisked her out of the house 
to get her to the hospital to um, to pump her stomach. She'd uh, she had uh, swallowed uh, a multitude of of pills to 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 try to take herself out to, to try to commit suicide. And uh, when she got out of the hospital, she was a small firecracker of a woman. She was about five foot two. But when she got out of the hospital, the depression was so deep, she, she was down to like, she lived on the couch and she weighed about 70 pounds. And that, all that imagery spun into my head at that time that I thought that was a very, in my head at the time, I thought that that was a cowardly way for my father to have left. And I, I, I was uh, deeply upset by that. Um, until my father and I had a conversation um, years later where I asked him what really happened what how did it happen when i was older and he told me the story your honor may we approach sure Mr. Duff, how did you feel about your father when he left? I would, I was, I was, I was very disappointed in him because I started to believe that his exit was, was sneaky, cowardly. He didn't, when he said goodbye to me, when he left for work that morning, he said goodbye, you know, goodbye, Bob. And I went, see you later, Pop. That was it. Until um, I learned the truth from, uh, from him. And without getting into what your father told you, why is, how, how has your um, impression of your father changed now? Objection relevance. Your Honor, this is just an understanding of his perception of his family. I'll sustain the objection. Next question. Mr. Depp, what have you learned from 
um, your experience in your childhood and observing your father in your childhood? I learned that I was wrong about my first impressions of his, his exit from the family. Um, very wrong. And, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that I learned that was, that was, uh, one of the best lessons I believe I've ever learned in my life, ever could learn in your life, in my life, was, um, based on my experiences as a child and what I'd seen and experienced, I knew exactly how to raise children um, when, when, uh, when my girl Vanessa got pregnant. Um, I knew exactly how to raise children, which was to do the opposite of what they did, of what Betty Sue did. Never raise your voice in front of the children, never. Um, screaming out the word no to them. I never wanted to tell my kids no. I, I, I wanted to tell them that. I wanted to show them that there were options. You don't have to stick the coat hanger in the electrical socket. You know, saying no is an abrupt thing. But to talk to them and say, if you understand the repercussions of something, then you won't go there. 